Welcome to the Old Chick Snowship Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Arthurton. This podcast is dedicated to helping midlife women step into the inherent power and wisdom of a time of life when they often feel overlooked and underrepresented and even begin to doubt themselves. Each week, we will cover information and inspirational topics along with real stories from real women who are defying cultural stereotypes and perceptions of midlife. Women who are reinventing themselves, starting businesses, chasing their dreams, and tackling challenges they never thought possible. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Old Chicks No Shit podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Arthurton, and today we are going to be doing something a little bit different on the podcast. Today, I am doing the very first ever solo episode of this show. I absolutely love doing the podcast. I love interviewing guests and hearing their stories about how they got from point A to point B and the lessons learned along the way. But where I've had a huge amount of resistance come up is around sharing my own story and basically listening to myself talk for 20 or 30 minutes or however long this podcast episode takes. So I made a promise to myself for 2021 that it was time for me to take some steps that felt uncomfortable for the growth of my mission and for my own personal growth as well too. So today I'm going to share my story. And along the way, I've had many uncomfortable parts of the journey, but I've kind of had settled into a little bit of a place of complacency. And so 2021 is the year that I ramp things up a little bit and start stepping into areas that are uncomfortable for me. And this is one of them. So what prompted this, actually not prompted it because I've had the idea for many, many, many months, but what really cemented the reason that I need to do this is the fact that over the last few weeks, I have been sharing various different parts of my story with my email list. And I've had so much feedback from women who found my story helpful, who could see themselves in all or parts of my story, and that were taking inspiration from it. And so that was enough for me to say, okay, I got to bite the bullet and um, get this done. And uh, hopefully there will be many more solo episodes to come. You know, this is just the first one, but I think it's just an important one to share my own story. So there are two things that I hear most often when I'm talking to women in midlife. And the first one is around this sense of questioning their lives, contemplating how happy and satisfied they are, and wondering what's next. There's the question of like, is this it? Is this the life that I want to be living in my next chapter? Like, what else is there? What else do I want? And the second thing that I hear from women a lot is when they think about their next chapter, they often find themselves staring into a huge empty space, like there's nothing there. They have no vision as to what that life could be. And then they have no idea what to do with it. Like, how do I move forward from here? And that empty space, and I know what that feels like because I've been in that place, that empty space can feel quite daunting. It can feel like overwhelming and you feel a bit stuck because if I want something more for my life, but I don't know what it is, how do I possibly get there? So this feeling of wanting something more, but not knowing what it is, there's this feeling of, you know, I should also just be grateful for what I have. Why do I want something more? You know, and it causes a bit of a conflict. Like, and again, I know that well, because I was there. This is the time of our lives when 
things are really changing inside us. So a lot of the hormonal shifts and physical shifts of our bodies, but things are also changing outside of us in things like our relationships. So our kids leaving home or at the very least not needing us as much because they're way more self-sufficient. Our relationships are changing with perhaps our spouse, definitely with our parents, as we might be stepping into more of a caregiver role with aging parents. And even the relationship with our career, if we've been doing something for a number of years, 10, 20, or 30 years, it might not just be as satisfying as it used to be. And so there's this niggling feeling of emptiness, of dissatisfaction, which is often described as kind of staring into the void. Like, I know there has to be something more because I'm feeling this dissatisfaction, but I see nothing in front of me. And again, I so get it. I was there a few years ago. I was the one staring into the great abyss with nothing being reflected back to me. To give you some context for my life and my journey of reinvention, my midlife journey of reinvention, I was a wife, a mother, a corporate executive in a well-known global organization. I traveled a lot for my job. I had amazing perks. And then on top of that, I was also a busy mom. You know, I was doing all the mom things, you know, the soccer games and uh, play trades, driving carpool, supervising homework and music lessons, you know, all the busy mom stuff. But every once in a while, I would, you know, look around at my life and I would experience this niggling little feeling of, is this it? Like, is this all there is? Is this really what I wanted? And, you know, it was just like this low-grade dissatisfaction. It was just there, but it's not really enough to make me do anything about it. You know, I would look around my life and think, you know, I have a great life. Like, why do we even feel this way? I should just be grateful. And then, you know, I would push it aside and carry on because, like, I was busy. There was never a shortage of things to do. And over time, almost imperceptibly, this voice was getting a little bit louder. It was becoming a little bit more frequent. But I didn't know what to do with it. Like, I did not understand why this was happening to me. Like, what's going on? By all accounts, looking at my life from the outside, you would have said it was a great life. Like, you know, it was a perfect little family living in a perfect little house in a nice neighborhood. Nothing wrong with it. But yet I I couldn't stop this like little niggling voice that was inside me. And then leading up to my 50th birthday, my life decided that it had other plans for me. And in the span of just over a year, my life unraveled to the point where I found myself divorced. I was an empty nester. So my daughter had left to go to school three hours away. I was let go from my corporate job. And then to top it off, I also was bedridden with a stress-related illness. I mean, I was so sick that even a trip to the grocery store would exhaust me to the point where I wouldn't be able to get the groceries out of the car and into the house without first having a nap. Everything that I thought defined who I was in the world. So mom, wife, corporate executive was stripped away from me. Even my identity as kind of being a physically fit gym rat was done. I was like that person who was in the gym at 6 a.m. before she went to work. And a lot of my identity was wrapped up in that. In fact, I didn't realize how much. And then one day I walked into my gym because even though for some reason I couldn't handle a trip to the grocery store, I still thought that I was going to be able to work out go figure. And I walked into the gym one day and my trainer looked at me and she said, I won't do this anymore. And I was like, what are you talking about? What what are you not going to do? She's like, your body is talking to you and you are not paying attention and I will not support it any longer. And she fired me as a client. I know, right? Whose trainer fires them? 
Mine did. That's who. So I was remember being just so, so angry. Like, how dare she fire me as a client? And I can do this. There's nothing wrong with me. Like, I was in complete denial of what was happening all around me. You know, I was trying to hang on for dear life to any semblance of what normal life meant to me. You know, it was like, my busy, busy life of doing, doing, serving all the things, the people, my career and my family. And it was just like, literally someone pulled the plug and it all stopped abruptly. And there I was staring into the void. I was a 50 year old woman faced with the daunting prospect of having to rebuild my entire life. I had no idea who I was or what I wanted, you know, thoughts of, am I too old? Like, how do I start over from this point in my life? Do I have what it takes? And then, you know, righteous indignation, like, why is this happening to me? Like, aren't I supposed to be riding off into the retirement sunset at this point in my life, not starting over? You know, I was scared and confused and angry and stuck, and I had no idea where to go next. So I threw myself a big old pity party for months and months and months, like it was a big pity party. And, you know, there was lots of crying and why me and still kind of in denial that it was really happening to me. It was not pretty. I mean, now when I look back on it, I can see that I was actually in a process of grief for all of the things that had been taken away from me seemingly all at once. So it was kind of the loss of everything that I had known. It was the loss of who I thought I was as a person. And then finally, I was left with no other choice but to surrender to what my life was showing me. I began to realize slowly that what had happened is that my life had created space for me. So it had taken away all of the busy day-to-day stuff to create space for me to figure out who I was. I began to see very clearly that for most of my life, I had made myself busy doing all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. So go to school, get good grades you know, go to college, get a good job, have a family, work your way up through the ranks, get a senior level position, and, you know, to do all the things that were expected. But I had never, ever stopped along the way to check in with what I really wanted, like what was important to me. I was just living by the rules and obligations of my life. And I was completely disconnected from who I was and what was meaningful and authentic to me. I was just operating by a set of life rules, you know, given to me by somebody else, given to me by our culture, really, without ever actually checking in to see if they aligned with who I was. And then slowly over time, and this was a this was a process, like this did not happen overnight, you know, I started to get to know who I was. And as I began to get to know who I was, what I wanted out of my life and what was important to me began to fall into place. Eventually, I came to see this place of stillness as a huge gift, like this place where I was really given the opportunity to know who I was beneath all of the roles that I played in life, beneath all of the duties and obligations that I accepted. It was a chance to find out what was truly important to me. It was a chance to really create the life that I wanted, not the life that I thought that I should have. And Slowly over time, you know, things just became more and more clear. And, you know, I followed my internal nudges. I learned to listen to the inner voice. And it led me to this path where I was able to create my kick-ass next chapter, basically. So where am I now? So 
from staring into the void and completely having to rebuild my life at the age of 50, I am in a new relationship. I have a new career as a coach, a speaker, and a podcast host, and a mission that I am so passionate about. I'm still really busy. Let's not pretend. I have big plans. I've always been an ambitious person. But what's different this time is that I am now working from a place of authenticity and joy versus duty and obligation. So working hard from a place of authenticity and joy is actually a renewable resource. Like as you work, you're actually refilling your cup. Whereas when you are serving from a place of duty and obligation, it's actually a depletion of your energy, which now looking back, like hindsight is always 2020. I completely understand how I got to the place that I was burnt out. You know, this creating space in my life allowed me to discover parts of myself that I actually didn't even know existed. My identity as a creative person is new to me. If you'd asked me five, 10 years ago, if I was a creative person, I probably would have said no. In fact, I know I would have said no because I had no creative outlet in my life. And I've since come to discover that having a creative outlet is core to who I am as a human being. And it kind of makes sense now that I look back because, you know, the parts of my career where I was building things and creating things out of nothing were the happiest points of my career. So it makes sense. But what I have managed to create because I got to know who I was, was a life that is truly aligned um, with the core of who I am as a person. And that feels so, so, so good. There were so many lessons in my experience that I have come to realize are quite common amongst women in my community. So amongst midlife women that, you know, my experience, while it might've been a little bit more dramatic, that some version of this happens to every woman when we reach this midlife transition point. And this midlife transition is something that we've never been taught. Like it's happening to all of us, but we have never been given direction about it, um, how to navigate it, what it means. Like we're kind of fielding blindly and in a lot of cases we're resisting. So the first lesson that I learned along the way, and these lessons are, you know, hindsight is always 2020, as they say. These lessons, like I, I can see them now. I obviously couldn't see them when I was in the throes of my own reinvention. But you are not meant to be the same person you are for your entire life. Every chapter demands a different version of you. And the problem that we have is that because we have become so disconnected from ourselves that we only know one identity, like the person that we have become. And when that identity is taken from us or begins to shift, we begin to hang on to that with all of our might because without it, we are totally naked and afraid and lost. Like that's who we are. So this whole notion of shifting and transitioning and stepping into a new version of you is completely unknown to us at that point. And so what we do is we cling to what we know is comfortable and familiar, even though it might not even be what we want. I mean, the purpose of this chapter of our lives is to become the most authentic version of ourselves, because in that authenticity, we can find the meaning and the gifts, our gifts in life. I often describe, you know, the midlife crisis for women as being more often than not a crisis of meaning where we are searching for the meaning and the purpose of life. The second lesson is about letting go and surrender. So in the process of becoming our most authentic self, it often means that we have to let go of what is no longer serving us. And that is not easy. I mean, I see from my own journey that 
I needed to actually be stripped of who I thought I was in order to find out who I really am. And if I'm really honest, it would not have happened any other way. You know how they say some people need a nudge and other people need a push and then there's other people who need a brick in the head? Guess which one I am? I'm definitely the brick in the head in this scenario. So, you know, hanging on, trying to hang on for dear life to who I thought I was without surrendering long enough to find out who I really was, who is the the authentic version of Jennifer underneath it all. And then the next part is about, you know, connecting and listening in. We all have these inner voices within us telling us various different things, but we've never been taught how to listen in and trust those voices. Like they exist, whether you call it your gut or your intuition, it exists within all of us. And If I had started listening to the nudges in my inner voice, I probably could have made a more gradual shift, but I was so busy doing, doing, doing that I, you know, wasn't stopping very long to pay attention to what that voice was saying. And as so often happens, we are all so busy doing, we are, you know, making sure that everybody else's needs are taken care of that we put ourselves last on our list. And we never actually make the time to check in with ourselves about what we need, like what's important to us, you know everything else comes before us. And so this idea of, you know, creating space for ourselves or doing what's important to us or putting our needs first has actually come to be viewed as selfish. And in my mind, there's absolutely nothing wrong with selfish. Like if selfish means taking time for yourself and which really it does, (laughs) means taking time for yourself and prioritizing yourself, then we all need to be a little bit more selfish. And then the third thing, fourth thing actually is around limiting beliefs. So even when we get to the point of having an inkling about what it is that we want to do next with our lives, often, whether it's tracing a dream or starting a business or a a charity or whatever that might be, we underestimate our capabilities. You know, a lot of that is like mindset that is the protection mechanism in our brain that wants to keep us safe. But a healthy dose of those limiting beliefs actually come from what society tells us about what it means to be aging, and especially as a woman. So when I began my reinvention journey and started looking for what was possible for my life, like looking for the inspiration about what other women had done in terms of recreating themselves, like things were few and far between. Like now I'm starting to see a lot more of that, but there wasn't much out there. In fact, my, one of my biggest pet peeves became the idea that every time you saw a woman who was over the age of 40 or 45 in a TV commercial, it was for something like bladder leakage protection or meal replacement shakes or, you know, sitting on the porch, you know, for a, <laughs> a prescription drug commercial waiting for the grandkids to visit. And, you know, I would see that and I'd be like, hell no, that is not my life. Like, where are the badass you know, vibrant, energetic midlife women, like they have to be out there somewhere. Like this isn't like, these things are important. Yes. And they're probably needed by a percentage of the population, but it's such a tiny, tiny representation of what it means to be a midlife woman. And I knew that I had so much more that I wanted to give this to the world so much more that I wanted to do. And, you know, that's why I actually created Old Chicks No Shit. And that's why I created the podcast, because I wanted to provide the inspiration that I know that I needed along the own, the own way, my own way. And, you know, 
as I then began kind of the next, okay, figuring out what I wanted to do. And as I began the next leg of the journey, again, it was like all of the limiting beliefs that cropped up along the way. Again, you know, am I too old? Like, what are people going to think of me? Do I have what it takes? Like all of those things. I mean, that's kind of the second leg of the journey. So, you know, the limiting beliefs about age that hold us and keep us stuck, um, we have to end up working through them eventually because those are the same resistance that we're going to come up against when we actually do find the thing that we want to do and start stepping forward into it. So learning how to recognize our limiting beliefs and work through them is such an empowerful, powerful skill to learn. And it is a skill. It is something that we can all learn we are so much more powerful and capable than we give ourselves credit for. And then the last one is actually really understanding just how powerful we actually are at this time of our lives. I would argue that, in fact, this is actually the most powerful point in your life to be able to create what it is that you want. Oh, you know, the life that you love, your kick-ass next chapter. By the time we reach midlife, we have the knowledge, the wisdom, the experience, we know who we are. We are clear on our values and committed to our ideals. And even like, it's the perfect recipe for creating from which to create a life that you love. Like that's the foundation on which we build. So we have a solid foundation and creating our kick-ass next chapter is actually just building on that. And even menopause is actually a gift that we didn't even know we needed because through all of the hormonal upheaval and the physical and emotional shifts, you definitely don't see the world in the same way that you did before. I mean, ask any perimenopausal or menopausal woman, and she will tell you that she has so much less tolerance for anything that doesn't serve. She is much more protective of her own boundaries and just won't put up with as much shit as she used to. Menopause is like nature's pattern interrupt to let you know that it's time to shift gears. But you know, we've never been taught to see menopause that way. I mean, in other cultures, for example, in Japan, the term for menopause translated actually means new spring. So it's the beginning of something new. And in Chinese medicine, there is the concept of the qi, which is the energy that flows through the body. And leading up to your menopausal years, your energy or the qi flows down through the body towards the reproductive organs to signal where the energy needs to go in order to do what it is that we are supposed to do for that chapter of our lives. So it's all about, you know, birthing and raising a family and, you know, nurturing and all of those things. But what happens is as soon as a woman reaches menopause, the chi energy in the body actually reverses course and comes up through the body and out through the eyes so that a woman can share her gift with the world. I mean, how friggin' beautiful is that? And that's literally what this transition is all about. And But we just haven't in our Western culture been trained to see it that way. It's like we're trying to hang on to an ideal of what we think we need to be as women and what's reflected to us in, in our culture. And that is, you know, to look exactly like you did when you were 30, to have the body that you did as, when you were 30. And when all of that begins to shift, like when you are no longer able to reproduce and when your body doesn't look like it looks and you don't fit what we consider the societal norm, it can feel really uncomfortable. But really what it is, is a transition point away from who we were to becoming who we are. So I often liken it to puberty being, you know, transitioning us into that, to the next phase of womanhood and menopause is yet Another puberty transitioning us into the next phase of our life, which is about sharing our gifts and knowledge and wisdom with the world. In fact, 
One more tidbit of information for you. Killer whales are the only other mammal that goes through menopause. And what happens with killer whales is that when they are no longer able to reproduce, they actually then become the leader of their pods. So they guide the pods to food and to safety. And, you know, they help take care of the young. So they're put into a leadership position. And we see this in other tribal cultures as well, too, where menopausal women are allowed to draw, join the tribe elders, the wisdom keepers. And so it's a time of life where we are being transitioned to something, but unfortunately the limiting views in our society kind of keep us stuck in recognizing that transition. So here's what I want you to know is that no matter where you are coming from right now, if you are questioning what's next for your life, if you are staring into the void as the result of empty nest or career change or divorce or illness or whatever it might be, know that it is absolutely possible for you to create the kick-ass next chapter that you love. Like we are so much more capable than we think we are. And if I was able to recreate my entire life at the age of 50, I know that you can too. So that's it. That is my story. I hope you found it interesting. I thought, hope you found it helpful. If you can see yourself in any part of my story, then hopefully there is a lesson in there that might help guide you to where you need to go next. I would love to know what you think about this solo episode of the podcast. And if there is uh, any topics that you'd love to hear, I would uh, be happy to cover those too. So thank you for listening to this solo episode of the podcast. And uh, I will be back with more. Thank you for listening to the Old Chicks No Shit podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give is to share this podcast with a friend, subscribe, rate and review our podcast on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen in.